young people around the world want to see change. Join your co-hosts, William, Anastasia and George, as they speak to young leaders from around the world on their stories, their struggles, and most importantly, their incredible impact. In season two of this podcast, be ready to get inspired. This is where action begins, and this is the Young Changemakers podcast. Okay, Sarah, welcome to the Young Changemakers podcast. Um, it's incredible to have um, yourself as a as a core member of the Global Changemaker team and have been since back in 10, 2010, am I right? That's when you first joined the Global Changemaker family. Yes, no, and thank you for inviting me. Uh, this has been a project that has been very, very close to my heart. I feel that this podcast is amazing, an amazing way to just tell the stories of change makers. And yes, I did join uh, Global Change Makers in 2010, so almost a decade ago. And Gosh. yeah, I've been <laughs> just, you know, involved ever since. Yeah, no, I was fortunate enough to meet you, Sarah, um, at the last year's summit. And what an incredible week that was for myself and all the fellow change makers. Like, yeah, we, we learned so much. And but I think what's more important is just to be welcomed into this global network of young, passionate and like-minded people all you know, hoping to create positive change in their communities. So throwing it on to you, did you ever think that you would become disengaged in the global change maker family that decade ago? I'm not sure. I would say yes, but because I'm already super involved. Uh, mm. But back then, I did feel that I did felt that energy that you're talking about to just be in front of people that are like-minded, have been doing stuff already for their own communities or for communities that are close to their hearts. And that's just amazing. I did um, talk a lot to the team members way back when. And I wanted to get involved, so I decided to uh, apply to become a, a peer facilitator. So in our events, we usually have the team members and a main facilitator, but we also have uh, peer facilitators, which are uh, members of our network that come back and facilitate the, the sessions and are in charge of uh, yeah, doing, doing work in the, in the summits. So I applied next year, and in 2011, I was a peer facilitator for the first time. And then um, I still was involved with some team members, um, and we just talked about how we... I, I, I did uh, do one of the... They, they were used to called um, community action projects, and what we did was that we had a... well. There in the in the in the first summit that where, where I joined, um, I met other change makers that wanted to do uh, something on the human rights, but specifically in children's rights area. So we ran a project in uh, eight different countries. So each one of us, depending on the country that we were on, focused on different um, children rights. So for example, for me in Colombia, it was very important to focus on how were children involved in war and how, how their rights were um, um, 
perpetrated. I'm, I'm not sure what the right uh, word is, but yeah, uh, yeah. but how what happens what happens uh, in with children's in war with children in war. So what we uh, we did some conferences and some uh, presentations in schools and try to learn more about it. But there were all these different ways of tackling this particular uh, issue. And it was it was something really nice because we got funding from from GCM, and that is something that still remains. Uh, so we still give uh, small grants to our change makers for them to develop their project, and they can be um, really small projects. And there are some projects that have been, uh, for example, I have a lot of uh, friends from GCM that have developed their own projects. 10 or 12 years ago and now they are still doing the same project that is now a whole organization or something of of, of that sort which i think is very exciting so just getting involved and uh, learning about this beautiful community got me uh thinking that i wanted to give back not only to other people but to this particular community mm -hmm. so when global change makers became an independent organization and it's really nice and i don't think that much of the of the change makers realize is that our team is super cool in a way that we make decisions together. So yeah. uh, it is not um, so it is not like in a traditional organization where you have a boss and you have to you know there's some sort of hierarchy between people. It's just more about okay, I want to do a project of I want to do a mentorship program. That was an idea of a change maker. And, and then we said, okay, how would it work? What would it entail? Uh, what do we need? And then it was done, you know? So it's yeah. more about how can we do stuff rather than you can do this or you cannot do this, you know? I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm making any sense, but no, um, that's sort of... I think um, you've lived the full life cycle of, of the Global Change Makers experience, um, as you mentioned, first joining as a participant in 2010, and now returning, which a lot of people um, in the network have done as a peer facilitator. How, mm -hmm. I wanna ask this question now, like how was the experience as a participant, um, how did it differ coming back as a peer facilitator? Well, it is very different because when you come as a participant, you really don't know what to expect. And, yeah. um, I was very, very shy in, in the first summit that I attended because I was sort of overwhelmed because I felt that a lot of change makers did so much that I did uh, from what I did back then. And I was a little, uh, yeah, I felt a bit of a, an imposter syndrome, if you could call it like mm -hmm. that. And then coming back as a facilitator, I learned that maybe I was not the best of the best or that my impact was not huge or that and it didn't really matter because what it actually mattered is how can how can I just help other people um, achieve their best right so if we're gonna talk about uh, some issues okay how can I conduct this session how can I facilitate it how can I uh, coordinate it so that they achieve the goal of that session and that made it a little simpler and of course being a facilitator also means that you have you're you're a team member right and that sort of it's a, it's a it's a different sort of friendship that you develop there and you well as facilitators we get trained before 
So it's really nice because I used to be trained when I was a, a facilitator and now I am in charge of training the new facilitators that come in, yeah. which I think yeah. is a very, very fun job to do. Definitely. And the facilitators had such a, you know, they did such an incredible job. Um, to give a bit of background, yet six young change makers arrived at, you know, at the um, conference centre, which is on top of this mountain in in Switzerland. And you don't know what you're in for, but the first um, few hours, they're really welcoming and they engage you immediately. And then from, from the get-go, you're learning so many new skills. So, yeah, no, it's a definitely a, an important role. And I think you've done an excellent job in now training the trainers, so to speak, Sarah. Oh, now that we've had a bit of a, a chat about what the Global Change Maker Network is and how, the, how much um, impact it's had over the last decade, I want to throw it back, the ball back into your court. And um, so your, your main passion is, is surrounding um, youth and youth education. And you mentioned um, in the context of youth and their rights in war, how do you think youth are such a key component towards sustainable development and in tackling some of our biggest issues? We as youth have a huge role in everything. We do not realize how much power we have until we see how many likes a really stupid video in TikTok has, right? So mm. you see, if we can take our time to look at a stupid video, we can also move masses. And when, when, when I mentioned that I first became um, a global change maker in 2010, it was very close to when this sort of, uh, it was more Facebook and Twitter back then, uh, but this was a time when the internet exploded in, a, in, in the social media realm. So yeah. when I realized the million things we could do, and this was all, youth and this was all people that wanted to uh so you remember the arab spring i i, I think mm -hmm. that many of the people in our audience were very young but it was all done in the in via internet and it was something that it was a big issue because it was a time when we realized that okay we cannot vote directly uh maybe but we can, we do have a voice. And I see in the, in the recent movements, um, such as the Me Too movement, the Black Lives Matter movement, and so on and so forth, mm -hmm. the youth voice has been crucial to having things changed. And I do not think that are, they are 100% changed, not at all. But I have seen huge multinational corporations changing their whole their their whole logos and names because they saw that we as young people are not only consumers but we are active citizens and we are thinking about what to buy when from whom right so i do yeah. believe and in this particular um i i don't even know what's the biggest issue in colombia right now but i feel that and and going back to to one of the I think it was one of the first guests of this podcast, Daniel Macmillan Boskovoinik, which is a mm -hmm. GCM and a personal friend. He's one of the smartest people, a person that I know ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he talks a lot about connection, right? 
So rather than rethinking about uh, individual um, issues, we should talk about how those quote unquote issues connect and, in, and interact with each other. So um, of course we can say that in Colombia we still have uh, poverty issues, we have education issues, big education issues. And now I, um, I'm currently, well, my family has had a nursery school for, uh, I think, 36 years wow. um, this year. And I've been uh, consulting uh, for them and working with them for a really long time. And mm -hmm. what we've been seeing today and our, one of our biggest worry right now is what is, what is going on with early childhood in this uh, pandemic and in the confinement. And this is something that really concerns me because the first 1,000 days of a child will tell you a lot about the development of a country. So I do feel that that's one of the issues that needs immediate care. And I'm talking about this COVID uh, pandemic and this COVID crisis because uh, we're currently in lockdown and we do feel that there's a need uh, to pay attention to the youngest. And of course, the youth are also very affected when I, I, I think a lot about the teenagers and, um, and how they, I mean, when you're a teenager, your life depends on what your social group uh, is doing or, 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 or liking, right? So I do feel mm -hmm. that it's a really tough time for children and youth and I don't think there's enough attention uh, on that. I, I do realize that this is a serious uh, health issue but we cannot, we can, I mean it's also a mental health issue because a confinement is something that is new to us and probably to a lot of generations. I don't, I don't think anyone yeah. can say no this is something that you know, whatever, this, we'll, we'll get through this and nothing's going to happen. I do not think, I think a lot of things have been happening and we need more attention uh, in that. Yeah, so I, I'm that's sorry that's that I derailed from <laughs> your main no, question. No, but that's really sorry. interesting, Sarah, because I think it's an important conversation to have, like, what is the next generation going to be able to do to solve some of our biggest issues? Mm. And before mm. I try and identify the issues that they want to solve or what's important to them personally, first of all, one thing to unravel is how how the hell do they understand their own belief system when there's so much information and bombardment mm. coming at them from all these different social media platforms? It, it's really difficult now to funnel and channel this information. So mm. I think the work that you're doing with um with some of the youth there in Colombia is, is critical. And yeah, I'm, I'm glad that the Global Change Makers Network has really focused on the issue of how everything is connected. Because um, it's, so it's so important in my field of agriculture, you know, it's so connected to, mm. to people's social um, standpoint, like whether you're a meat eater or vegetarian, it's not just whether you like vegetables or meat. It's, it's, there's a whole belief system behind it. So it's important that we um, take time to focus on, on our personal belief systems and understand exactly. just how to unravel mm -hmm. this, this piece that the sort of social movement is. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, glad we got deep into that. But um, 
going on, I think given the current climate, Sarah, it's been a difficult year, 2020, for many people. How have you personally and the, the GCM team dealt with the challenges that have arisen as a result of the COVID pandemic? I think that Global Change Makers is very privileged uh, as an organization because we, without knowing it, we were preparing to go take a lot of what we were doing online. So what we, so for example, uh, just last year, we launched the, the Change Maker School, which is an online platform platform available in our website and we have um, their different courses so we have facilitation tools for change makers and which is an excellent toolkit and an, and an excellent way of learning about facilitation and what i mean with facilitation is how uh, not not much leading but coordinating a group uh, in order to get them to do something, any group work that you would think of. Uh, okay. So we have videos for energizers, icebreakers, and games to get uh, groups to focus or to just get energized or to meet each other, that sort of thing. And I think that's an amazing thing. And something yeah. that we have been working on for uh, these past few months is how to how to do this game, but in a virtual setting. Because we did, this year, we did our first virtual summit and it was a complete success. I don't wanna brag too much, but it was, <laughs> we were not expecting uh, that it would go so smoothly. It was, it was just absolutely amazing the way people responded. Uh, we had, we had uh, experts in all the panels and we had a lot of people joining in live yeah. or, or watching the recordings and it was an excellent exercise and we said and there were a lot of organizations asking us how did you do it how did you choose your platform how do you uh, manage an online meeting so they asked us to sort of consult on the topic and we said this is information that we have available and we want to um, take it into the world so we're going to launch this very soon uh, this is something that has been the works uh, in this pandemic. We also launched the project management course, which is a huge effort uh, on how to, you know, everything that you need to know if you're starting your project or if you have already started, but you want to sort of organize yourself a little bit better. So how to lead teams, how to manage them, how to work on your pitch, or for example, how to even create your vision right very simple very nice and it's you can do it in your own time and we we're offering something that i think it's quite innovative which is that we offer um, online office hours so the teachers mm -hmm. will actually connect um, in, in specific time slots in the in the month and you can connect and ask them direct questions and they're very close so they will give you your email and you can, and it's this is this is something that separates global change makers from the from from a lot of organizations. This is something that is for youth, from youth. So it's everything. So you're not going to have a teacher that might have a lot of experience, but do not actually understand what is it like to not being able to raise funding or uh, you know that sort of thing. So this. 
things that can can that you can only understand if you've been through the process recently right uh, yeah. so i i believe that it's something really really cool we were preparing from last year to move because what we thought is that we do we were we were uh, already reaching some people but we wanted to reach more people how do we bring this to much more people uh, because our summits were for 60 change makers right and we wanted to have uh, thousands or millions of, of youth just learning about the things that we've learned for all these years and something that we've, we're currently using and i'm super glad that you mentioned about your spanish is that we are starting to bring more content in spanish and later on in portuguese so we realized that for example in latin america to speak a second language is already a privilege and we are offering everything in english so we just launched our first uh, mentorship program cycle in spanish so you could apply in spanish and have a spanish-speaking mentor which would uh, just accompany you throughout the whole process in your own language with that which i think is very valuable Perfect. also yeah. yeah we're gonna we're gonna be launching uh some uh webinars as well in spanish and in portuguese so that we reach more people that do not speak this language or that feel much more comfortable in their own language which i think is yeah. is one of the things that uh i have uh sort of pushed the team to do uh over the years yeah. as well as uh, as gabby because we we come from these countries and we know that we speak english but most of the people here don't so yeah you're not espanol sara correct i i know next year I'll, my spanish will be so good that i'll, I'll find spanish and then <laughs> but you'll be Brilliant. quick to pick up <laughs> no, no, that's really incredible because yeah, it, it is difficult for, for people to English as their second language to come in to an environment, um, yeah, and, and hold the confidence they tip, might typically have. So, no, excellent mm -hmm. work, Sarah, that's great. Um, my next question, and one which I'm excited to ask you is, um, with given that you've been involved in the Young Changemakers Network for the last decade, you've come across many talented, driven and extremely ambitious uh, young people. Have you identified a core set of skills or personality traits in, in the youth that you've worked with? Hmm, that's an interesting question. I've never thought about that before. But uh, when, I guess, it's easier if I explain the selection process that we think we've been doing for the events so far, okay. uh, because that's a way in which we sort of find the new change makers. So the first thing that we say, we say over and over is that global change makers are not talkers, right? We're doers. So you're gonna find a lot of uh, people that have been taught to talk, right to to sell themselves in a, in, in a way to to say how amazing they are but then you look at what they're actually doing and it's not so much right and i don't want to say that uh, if you're a speaker or if you do webinars i'm not i'm not trying to say that i'm saying 
if you try to sell yourself all the time, but you're not actually doing anything, you just volunteer for an hour and you're saying you helped, you helped like a million people. Uh, I don't know. It's just uh, something that we say that we, we like people that like doing stuff, you know, going around their own communities or communities that are close to them and seeing what they can do. To, to help the issues that encounter. So I would say that's the first, uh, so, what do you call it? Core value <laughs> that, we, yeah, no. that we look in, in, in change makers. Uh, if we're doers, not talkers, uh, something else is uh, a sort of uh, resilient, positive energy. So even though we're not always saying everything's perfect, everything's going all right, because we've seen the news and I mean, I personally try not to, but whenever you turn on uh, the news and you, or you read a newspaper, you, you just, there's a lot of things that are wrong in this world, but change makers just look at those things and say, okay, what is my personal role in this, in this thing that is happening, right? And how am I doing it? So a sense of responsibility, social responsibility, and a yeah. commitment to learn. So a much more expansive way of thinking about the issues. So, okay, now I'm working, I, I'm thinking right now about certain change makers in particular that have, have had uh, their organizations that started as project for many years and then something happened, but they didn't say, okay, that was my, you know, that was what I did and I'm gonna drop it out. Um, they yeah. say, okay, how else can I, tackle the same issue or now there's a new issue how now I can move with the times right so that's sort of um, I'm, I'm thinking about about actually an Australian uh, change maker uh, that he founded um, a, a really cool organization uh, with another change maker and they used yeah. to only involve in um, in in team sports right so they would teach um, values through sports and now yep. they're moving towards something that is uh, so they, they still do sports but they also are thinking about okay now people are talking about meditation what is that how can we teach uh, children to meditate right and I think that's a really cool way of, of, of seeing things uh, that I mean sports is still something that people like but if there's something new that can work let's try it out right sure yeah to be like um a bit more open-minded and try and solve this problem yeah um yeah, yeah. Through, through different lens um because these problems Absolutely. are so interconnected so yeah it's good to approach them with different solutions hi there we hope you're enjoying this episode so far we just wanted to let you know that we're on social media at we are gcm and don't hesitate to follow us. And if you'd like to support us further, we also have a Patreon page. Type in Global Changemakers and decide which tier is best for you. And now, on with the rest of the episode. Do you personally have any advice for youth who might be either listening to this podcast or thinking there's some issues in their community that they really want to contribute towards solving? Do you have any sort of advice um, on how they can, first of all, start to tackle those projects and then also empower people around them? Hmm. There's, there's this 
this because I was a little lost, quote unquote, uh, in in my in my life in terms of I liked a lot of things and I was passionate about a lot of things. So I was doing uh, for a little while. I was baking cupcakes and at the same time I was working with global change makers, working for uh, a sustainability consulting firm. And also, uh, so I studied law, but I'm also finishing my psychology studies. I, and at some point, everything happened at the same time. And uh, I was a little, um, what do you call it? I don't know. I took a, sta a step back and said, okay, what is it that I'm, I'm doing? What is it oh. that connects every single thing that I, I'm doing right now? And I realized that it's a commitment to serve. So we talk about service in a, I don't know, it's, it's sometimes, service is sometimes thought of as sort of charity or like service uh, to yeah. others is something negative. But I yeah. realized that while I was baking, I didn't do it because I liked the way the cupcakes were, right, to look at them. But yeah. I like to serve to others the cupcakes and they would say these are really nice and I like them. I would I, I studied law and then psychology because I wanted to help people, right? I wanted yeah. to serve them. And and that's also why I do I, I guess with change makers that's a super e a super easy connection to do. But I guess find find a way to serve in whatever you end up doing in your life, I guess would be uh, my advice if if I can give you any. But uh, yeah. you're probably already already doing something, but find that find that way of serving others, which can yeah we we need to, we need to change the system. I I I cannot be more convinced of this, and especially because this whole craziness uh, of this crisis has opened our eyes sort of because we already I mean we as change makers already knew about climate change and we already were working towards solving a lot of things but then this crisis that has been going on in every single corner or at least almost every single corner in the world has made us realize that we either work together or we don't even know where to begin to to think yeah, about no. what's gonna happen definitely that's a really important point like inherently i think humans are all social creatures and mm. we get the most joy and fulfillment out of helping a family member a loved one you know or a complete stranger but i think no mm. matter who you are like everyone wants to see um people succeed and be happy and do well so i, I feel a sense of movement in that direction um but i, I really think there's been a lot of pressure on, on the big corporate world and big companies to start mm. to look at their social impact and um, you know shorten the connection between the business world and the consumer um, if, if that makes sense absolutely absolutely and we've seen this sort of hashtag of buy local I mean we we activists have been doing this for a really long time, but now mm. we see people that have never been involved with any social or environmental project ever. And now they're saying, hey, buy local, or hey, these are products that are more environmentally friendly, to say the least, right? Or hey, I used to 
buy from a huge supermarket. Now I want to buy fruits and vegetables from my local farmer, right? I've seen yeah. that shift with people who have never cared. So I do believe that there are things that are going to be moved. But yeah. I do hope that we, 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 we keep a lot of practices that we learned in this crisis. Yeah, yeah. no, I think it's a lot of people often say that it takes a crisis or, or a big event mm. to, to change your paradigm, which, which is like your worldview or your set of beliefs. I'll give one example, mm. but like a lot of farmers here in Australia are quite conventional and stick to old habits of applying synthetic fertilizers and chemicals. Mm. A few farmers um, that have, people have gotten to hear their story and one in particular, his, his farm was burnt out by a bushfire. As you might know, Australia has a lot of big bushfires yeah. in our summer. And yeah, he was a conventional farmer and you know, he was running out of hope. Um, he was losing financially, physically, he was running out of energy. And this bushfire wiped out his whole property and he also got burnt himself in the fire. Oh God. So it was after that event, that he realizes he has to change his practices. Um, and yeah, he's gone on, his name is Colin Size to invent this new way of farming called pasture cropping. Um, but it was just, an, I think that's a good example. Like um, it, it, it takes a sort of a disruption or a huge uh, event mm. to be a catalyst for change. And I think a lot of people are now saying they've changed how they view things and the COVID <laughs> has definitely, <laughs> made that apparent in our day-to-day lives absolutely absolutely and there's a lot of things that we need to look at i mean for example for we've been for women we've been screaming for equal pay and for uh for for our rights and so on and so forth but i do not believe that a lot of men realize this was like the, the the difference between the work that women do and men do are so different uh, if they yeah. weren't in the situation of this uh, of this crisis because sure. I've seen how I don't know how, how my mom and my dad and my uh, mother-in-law and my uh, father-in-law are interacting in this because okay who's gonna be in charge of the cleaning because we usually have some help or uh, how are we going to, or, or people that, that, that I know that have children. So how are you going to take care of the children? But plus do the, do, do your regular work and clean the house and, you know, and, and, and this has sort of, I don't know if a lot of people um, even saw this, but I, I, I have seen people that are sort of wearing different glasses uh, to see the, to see the, to see life and what what actually happens and what are some inequalities that actually exist. So they're not made up, they're not uh, something that are apparent. They do happen. So I'm, I, am, I am actually glad that this is something that we're looking at uh, from, from, yeah, from, from a different perspective, I guess. Of course, yeah. we always need to check ourselves in terms of privilege because, and that's a huge one because we and yeah. um, I have to speak uh, from my own point of view, but I know the opportunities that I've had, and 
I don't want to be blind to different experiences, right? And I'm sometimes very afraid to talk about certain issues when I know that I haven't experienced them directly, but I just want to be, um, what do you call it, an amplifier of, of what, what people are going through. Yeah, but it's difficult to, mm. yeah, to, to talk about and um, emphasize with people who have gone through different experiences with you. I think if you sort of surround yourself with people who come from different walks of life, um, mm. and that's what the Global Change Maker community does. It's when with, with refugees, with people who have been in, in civil war, and here I am in Australia, mm never ever would consider what that would be like living like that but just being able to like talk with those those um people and connect with them and understand their values has been really eye-opening um so i'm going to ask um probably one more question sarah just unfortunately we are running out of this time but what does the future hold in store for the gcm team and um, can you shed light and give us a bit of an insight into some new projects or initiatives which you guys are currently working on? Well, I believe that global change figures will continue growing. We are thinking of ways in which we can interact more within the, 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 the community because we already have the mentorship program. We have the, the, the change maker school, which is also a way in which we interact with the community. Uh, but we're thinking about how can we interact more and how can we bring that knowledge within the network so that everyone can uh, work together towards something bigger. So I already told you about uh, the sort of new projects that we're going to uh, be having, like the Changemaker School is going to have new courses coming up. I hope really, really soon, and I hope that by when uh, this uh, this call will be released on the podcast, then we will have it launched already, but you never know when these things are going to happen. Uh, but yeah. uh, we will have much more classes in the Changemaker School. We will have more mentorship uh, cycles in different languages. And we do, like, I want to really emphasize uh, that because we do want more people to get involved in different languages with us. So if, for example, you, you think that you have a really cool thing that you want to talk about uh, in our webinars, just contact us, please. And I hope, George, that we can leave my email on the, uh, maybe on the notes, in the show notes, so that uh, people can write and say, hey, I feel that I want to, I have this, I, I, I am an expert, or even I have been very interested in, uh, I don't know, project management, and I want to do something in Spanish, or in Portuguese, or maybe in another of those languages that you want to share. I think that's a it's a great opportunity that you can work with us. There's also a program called the Outreach Volunteers, which is an amazing project. Also from one of our team members that one day said, hey, this is how we can involve more people uh, with us. So it's a volunteer um, position in which you help us share our things and you get um, out of uh, sharing and out of participating in different things that we do uh, you get some discounts for our courses 
or you can get, for example, something that I think is really cool. You can get some calls with uh, our alumni, for example. So you can okay. sort of ask them questions and through the, the, the project management or you, even you can schedule one-on-ones if you have a particular person in our network that you want to meet. So I think that's also something right. really yeah. cool. And yeah, I could go on and on about what we're thinking. And we have, uh, this is something that I love about the Changemakers um, team is that we're all very creative and we're all uh, coming up with new things that, you know, that we want to try and we actually try them. We do, we are, we just did uh, an open discussion, a workshop on Black Lives Matter and a little bit about discrimination. And we think that we're going to do different workshops on this, uh, not only in this topic, but um, to see how how it plays out. So if we want to do some more on different topics and that's something. So I would just ask you to uh, stay tuned to our social media, our webpage. We have so many things. I I, I, whenever somebody asks me, uh, where can I see the information of global change makers? I say just go to the website. It's super. It's super beautiful, easy to to navigate, yeah. and you can learn a lot about what what our projects are, what what we're working on, and yeah, I guess I could <laughs> speak for hours about this, but no, uh, that's I think that sort the, of what's coming up. The great thing about the the platform and the website is there's a tool for everyone to use. Um, mm. Whether you're searching sort of to improve your communication skills or project management, it's there. Um, and if it's not, you can definitely reach out and find someone who will help you with it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, please, if you're listening, um, yeah, reach out to Sarah or the network, and um, I'm sure there's a there's a room and space for you to learn or contribute your knowledge in a, in your specialized field or an area you're really passionate about. So, yeah, exciting things ahead, and um, yeah, I'm really excited to, to keep close tabs on on the projects and course offerings and webinars that are going to be released by you guys. Thank you, thank you, George. So, Sarah, yeah, thanks so much for joining um, me on the podcast today. Um, I felt like I've just spent an hour in in a washing machine. Um, <laughs> and I really enjoyed it, and. I look forward to catching up and keeping in the loop with the new project. Yeah, absolutely. No, thank you for inviting me. And I do hope to keep on interacting with you and the rest of of this beautiful community of global change makers. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Remember that you can help us have a greater impact by sharing this and encouraging everybody on your social media to take a listen. If you want to reach out, Remember that the contact of the co-host is down below in the show notes. Or feel free to do it on social media at WeRGCM. We will be very happy to talk to you and answer any of your questions. Also, remember to follow us and to subscribe to this podcast. See you in the next episode. Take care.